Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Ricky Smith Show, the show that provides a holistic approach to professional development. I'm your announcer, Benny Steiner. And today we're speaking with Ricky about his time in the Army, the formation of his company, RNS Enterprises, and his vision for The Ricky Smith Show podcast. But before we get into our discussion, we would like to take a brief break for our sponsors. Then we're going to jump right back into it. And again, thank you for listening to an Arden Stewart production. And welcome back to the Ricky Smith Show. I am your announcer, Benny Steiner. What's going on, Ricky? What's going on, man? You sound sleepy, man. You good? <laughs> yup. Uh, hey, it's been a long week. Well, long weekend. Better yet, been a long week. I had a lot to, to do with my daughter over the past weekend. I had to travel up to St. Louis and back here, you know, back home and whatnot. So it's catching up with me. The Z Monsters beat me down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you know, in this episode, we're interviewing you, man. So. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about your, your time in the army, man. Uh, so how, how was that? I mean, how would you describe that? Okay. Well, let me start from the beginning. You know, the, the whole reason why I started, why I wanted to go in in the first place, you know, was, uh, you know, just like every young man, you know, lady, when they again get to the age of, Hey, what am I going to do with my life? Mine's was like, hey, I know I wanted to get out of the house, you know, get off from under my parents' thumb. And then I also wanted to have my own freedom, make my own money, and then earn my own way. So that was the main reason why I went in. And uh, as I, you know, grew, I learned more. It was more than just getting that money and getting out the house. I started getting additional responsibilities, um, growing, maturing. Had a lot of life uh, experiences. Had the opportunity to meet some great people to include yourself, Benny. And then um, what else? I did some, a lot of traveling too, all over the world, mostly in, you know, throughout the United States, not overseas. Only once I left the country to go to uh, jungle operations training in uh, Panama, down at Panama Canal in the jungle and stuff. That's the only time I left the through the uh, or outside or deployment outside of the country. Other than that, I've been all stateside. Uh, we got selected uh, for recruiting probably eight years into the military, eight and a half years into the military. And then uh, I did it so well, they uh, decided to make me a full time recruiter. Wasn't always the best recruiter, but <laughs> I became a pretty good, pretty, pretty good recruiter and good station commander over the time frame. And uh, I, I started even more, more so learning. I, you know, that's why I think I got the passion for learning too in the military. You know, I kind of wanted to avoid going to college, but I found myself actually learning even more so in the army because it was, uh, you know, when you're in school, you know, you're getting taught the book side of it. You don't really get to act it out and live it. You know, this is, it's all speculation uh, when you're in school. Like I'm in college right now. It's pretty much all speculation. Like, yeah, this is what happened. You know, you're going off of other people's experiences and trying to come to conclusions whereas 
you know, I got taught it and had to live it while being in the army. I had to live or lead people. Ah, hmm. uh, that you know that that that's that's a good point right there. So, how would you how would you rate yourself as a leader, and you know why? Uh, when it comes to leadership, I mean, it depends on in what aspect. Uh, when it comes to this, you know, getting the job done, you know, how I, I, I will say I want to, you know, get the guys to get the job done. Uh, I will rate myself highly at that, but not necessarily always the best. Uh, not necessarily the worst in a sense, because you know, you always going to strive to be better, but at the same time, you dealing with people, and when you are dealing with people, everybody's got their personalities, and, and leadership deals with those different personalities and it's hard to learn every person that you're talking to and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So h- how would you say that uh, your experience in leadership in the, in the military um, transitioned over into the civilian side? Oh, it gave me a, a great insight. Again, like I said, uh, I'm in school working on my, well, I finished my bachelor's degree since uh, I left the army, and then I'm uh, in program management right now in graduate school. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I learned, <laughs> you know, based off of the people that were in my class, uh, is you know, it's the one great thing about being an online student. You get to go to class with people of all um, genres. Oh, not to say genres, uh, demographics. Where you got young young kids in class, it's, you know their early adulthood. Then you got some that's like myself and uh, a little bit older and have more experience. And I knew my experience, you know, in my discussions, the way I would tell them my experience showed. You know, I actually had some some of my classmates like I was intimidated to talk to you because your you know your <laughs> your discussions were so in depth. It was like I was like, I was like nah remember you be just like don't worry about that man. <laughs> just you know just talk to me. <laughs> you know, so I was like, don't no don't, don't feel intimidated by, you know, what I'm putting on there. I was like, I'm putting it on there so we can share it and learn from each other. I was like, I'm not doing it to say, hey, I'm better than you or anything like that. It's far from that. It's far from me as a learning tool. That's what mm. the discussion was for. And um but I, I saw then, I mean, that was another way of me seeing that, you know, the the Army did give me a lot. It did give me, teach me a lot of leadership skills. Uh, and that transcends a lot into the civilian world. Mm-hmm. And then also, even just in the workplace, you know, your, your standards are different. You know, it's one thing I learned uh, or I noticed immediately. You know, I had some that were like really lack of days ago. I mean, that was actually, that was a, a kind of hard adjustment too because uh some of the people i work with they were so lackadaisical and really didn't care whereas i used to work with people who really cared about their job cared about their their co-workers they you know wanted to come across as a team and it wasn't in it just to get a check or whatever they were there to handle business they had responsibilities and could carry themselves as uh, professionals so uh my first job i did outside of the army was with CarMax. Mind you, it's a good company. Uh, number one car sales company in the United States, uh, used car sales in, in the United States. Hands down, biggest biggest used car sales company in, in the United States. And um, But some of the folks I work with, you know, some of the sales folks are whatnot, even some of the leadership was just like really immature at times. And I'm like, I want to get in and get the job done. I'm, you know, especially you and I both know as military, let's get the job done and go home. 
Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we yeah. don't got time playing around. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? So let's let's get the job. We go, let's accomplish this mission so we can go home. So that was probably one of the biggest biggest um, eye openers too. I mean, it's not like they were, like I went to working those as a straight clown fest. It was certain individuals. I was like, man, why you why you act like it? You know, it's, it, it was just it just it, it just seemed weird. Like I understand, you know, you work hard, play hard, or whatnot, but. Hey, guy, you at work? Let's get the work done first, then you go play. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you know, over over the years, and I've had quite a few jobs yeah. <laughs> even before I joined the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one of the things that, um, well, well, one of the things that I enjoyed about where I worked, and also uh, in the civilian sector, and also even in the military, was that idea of a sense of camaraderie, a sense of family, a sense of being a part of something. And um, man, I've always loved organizations where we can work together and then at the same time have a good time after work, maybe have a beer or something like that. And and I've, I've always enjoyed environments like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but But I will say that that's also something that has to be done responsibly you know what i mean because because you know easily a drinking habit can form you know what i mean so i'm mm-hmm. not promoting uh you know after after work everybody goes and gets you know alcohol or whatever um just just simply uh, a sense of camaraderie where you you get off work and then you relax you know yeah i can relax with lemonade or tea or water it, you know mm-hmm. it's just it's just about spending that time um so you know you you i know you're in school now um but you also have your own company rns yes. enterprises right that is correct okay um, okay so tell me a little bit about that uh the reason why i formed that i was again working at a, another civilian job after return um, I was fortunate to have a job working with Clayton Holmes, another top uh, of his industry uh, company. You know, it was top of manuf- or manufacturing, uh, manufacturing uh, homes in the United States. So if you ever saw a modular home, mobile home, majority of the time it was probably made by Clayton Holmes or one of their or one of the companies they purchased. It's so big as a company that um, Warren Buffett bought, purchased it as well. So it's part of his portfolio. Like he own, he's own, he's like the the majority owner of uh, of the company as well. So, but while I was working there, you know, I noticed uh, a lot of things weren't weren't happening to my liking in a sense. You know, uh, a lot of my, you know, as a a dealer or excuse me as a salesperson or you wouldn't get paid until your job or not necessarily your job was done until well the job as in the completion of your home you sold was completely done and that consists of the house being completely done you know from the you know the foundation the, the putting of the house the utilities the driveways the um the porches or decks or whatever owner Wherever the, the the customer ordered the final product, that's when you got paid. You would not. I mean, me as a salesperson, I would not get paid. And uh, that to me, that was kind of slow. I was like, why am I waiting to get paid when I versus you know I could do it myself? And then the, this the tax 
tax advantage of having a company as well too. Those are you know those those write offs you can write off yourself. Like my company is my address. I can use my office, you know, as my home office, and then I can you know deduct uh, your standard your standard deductibles uh, on your on your taxes as well. And that's you know it's not like go out there and go crazy. You're like, hey, I'm gonna write off a million dollars this year. No, you're gonna go to jail for a million dollars. This is what happened. <laughs> so those who I hope everybody's paying attention when it comes to taxes. The the government knows exactly how much everybody makes, no matter what the industry is. That's why when you get your EIN number, I'm quite sure Benny, you can test it. There. It asks you what what uh you know what uh, industry are you trying to get. Because they already understand Ricky? how much. Yeah. Can you I think, uh, Yeah, I think we lost your feed there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Jeez. So we are back now, though. Oh, wow. I wonder how much you missed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know. You went the, out there. <laughs> what's the last thing that you heard? Uh, you were saying EIN number, but um, the, the importance of it? Oh, yes, yes. The EIN number. So basically, I was saying that if, I, if you lost me or if the, the crowd lost me, uh, reiterate that is you want to make sure that you're not trying to um, manipulate the, the uh, IRS or government to get some extra money because they know how much everyone makes, no matter what industry you're in. It's like if you're a barber, you're not going to go in there and say, hey, I'm going to off a million dollars this year. Do you own a thousand barber shops? Then no, you're not. You know, <laughs> you right. know it has to be it has to be consistent right. with what everybody they know the uh, the income of each person. So what no made you what. what made you start the company? Uh just just a, a sense of doing something wrong, um, being able to make money without someone dictating how to, how for me to make that money. Now mm-hmm. I'm not telling anybody that having a job is a bad thing. A job is your is uh something I just recently heard on another pot or another podcast or vlog. It was like your job is your your first business partner. They're going to invest the money that you earn with the SM money that you use for investment. So that you got to look at your job as your business partner. You know, if you if, especially if you're trying to become an entrepreneur. Hmm. As your business partner, elaborate on that. So the the job is your business partner. So you going to work. And you're in business with them? Not necessarily in business with them. That you know, the money that you're earning. Imagine if you had a business partner that don't take the you know, take the job out of it for a second. A business partner is somebody that's giving you some type of capital. Imagine now take that word business partner capital and say your job is giving you your capital to invest in your business. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Give me another example. <laughs> I'm a little okay. slow tonight. <laughs> oh, no, that's no problem. No, no. It may, well, if it, yeah, it's, I mean, if you can't understand it, somebody else might, maybe the same way. Um, don't focus so much on the part of it being a business partner. Just look at the money that you're earning as investment money. You and I both know, that, you know, when we had our, you know, our company together, mm. um, that you know, we needed money to invest in things. Most of the time we invested in our own company, we were what was called bootstrapping. We, we you know, used our own funds. But most, as, you know, me going back to school, you know, that was probably one of the biggest, the greatest things I did was learning, like, hey, you really don't have to use your own money to make money. 
when you have good credit, you can go borrow that money. Banks live for you to borrow the money. This, you know, this is why they exist. So, <laughs> so you know, having those sources of capital to operate your business is true is what what you really need. So, are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? Of course. Okay. So, like, so you know, what's your take on the the baby steps? The baby steps are ex excellent. Any young person, or actually not even young person, just any any individual in life, they just want to get their finances together. If you take those uh, steps that he uh, talks about in his his uh, book or his podcast or his vlog, uh, he talks about you know saving up that money, paying off that debt. You know, the first thing you want to do is saving a thousand dollars for your um, you know emergency fund, and then you can always add to it. But you you initially need to save that thousand dollars because most emergencies are going to be around for on average a thousand dollars more or less but if you have that money there for that really bad moment that's what it's for it's not for a trip it's not for getting rims it's not for getting jewelry it's not getting your hair done <laughs> hair and nails done it's for an emergency hmm. and if you get that money in there it's exactly there for that and then what else would be uh, important about well it? baby step number two is so you you said baby step one, which was you know save a thousand dollars for your emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Emergency fund. Uh, baby step number two, pay off all debt that except step. for the except for the mortgage yeah. using the uh, debt snowball. Yeah, you should uh, pay off the smallest ones first, and then uh, the money that you will use usually pay towards the smaller ones. You put it towards the next bigger bill, mm -hmm. but you pay them all off. Right. So getting out of debt. And see, you know, you had mentioned about, you know, making sure your credit is tight, which is, is you see, you can't get a mortgage if you have bad credit. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's, that's number one. You do have to take care of your credit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, baby step number three is save three to six months of expenses. And uh, baby step number four, invest 15% of your income into retirement. Five is save for your children's college fund. Uh, six is pay off your mortgage early. And seven is build wealth, build wealth, give and live like nobody else. And so I, I just wanted to, you know, reference the the full uh, uh, baby steps, you know, that we bring it up in the in the series. And again, we want to make sure that um, we're always providing something that you can you can grow from. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So as you were saying, though, so taking care of your credit is 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 a is a vital part of anything that you're trying to do. That's a yep. Oh, and then one thing, probably the one of the bigger uh, when it comes to vehicles, you know, he, he he's highly against you just using your credit to buy whatever. All the folks out there listening, if you need to buy a car, try to buy that car cash because you should have enough money. I mean, if you do it correctly, pay all your debt off like you should. You should you can buy a good car for five grand, a good solid car for five grand. If you go out there and spend fifteen, twenty thousand dollars of in uh, a bit or excuse me, a loan for a car, one you're gonna pay almost about double on it anyway because it's finance. And then secondly, it, it loses value every time you drive it. So you investing that money in it is just a waste of money. So if you can get a car that's uh, of cash value, I mean, it may, it may, it's it's hard at times to find something of that great value or even you can go to a dealership 
And if you go in there and like, hey, I got the money right here in hand, you know, sometimes they'll work with you. All right. Well, I, I could tell you, you know, from my experiences with, um, with credit and cars, um, mm-hmm. you know, I needed to build up my credit. Uh, I didn't have enough money, you know, to buy like a five or six thousand dollar car at the time. So, uh, but I did have a couple of thousand to, to, to put down and I had another car to trade in that was barely running, but I'll tell you in the long run, what I, how I leveraged that though. So, uh, was able to get a car note. I think I had it for three to five years. Not, not sure which one it was, but I paid it off early. So first I got myself into a, a position where I could, I could do that. I could, I could afford the car note and then pay more on it and paying it off early, saved myself some money when it came to the interest, but at the same time, help uh, restore my credit tremendously. So um, just in case that's something that can benefit uh, anyone out there. So uh, now tell us about your company as to, you know, so what do you offer with, with RNS uh, uh, Enterprises? Well, RNS Enterprises is a real estate investment company. Um, if someone is stuck in a, like, hey, I, I got this house that I acquired from, uh, what is it, from like a um, inheritance video yeah from inheritance and they just like i gotta get rid of this house you know i'm looking for people like them so i'll go out and make an offer on the house and buy it from them and then what i want to do is make an investment problem i'm going to do one or two things i'm going to fix it up flip it or i'm going to fix it up rent it out or i'm gonna find another investor to sell it to you know what either way i'm gonna make a profit off of it so okay Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. And then also, I also look at, you know, one of my, my next, actually, if anybody does real estate investment, I would highly recommend is uh, looking into uh, multiplexes or homes, you know, multi-family uh, homes where you can get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Or, uh, you can take advantage of it. Like for a young person, especially a young person, if your parents have been working with you and your credit, that's a, uh, we're going to talk about that later down the line. But I, I got some really great uh, credit tips and investment tips for young adults and or family members to help their kids before. They, so you don't want your kids in your pocket all your life. So I'm going to make sure <laughs> I want to, you know, the, the listeners to understand that, you know, I got some great tips for them. But um, but one of the tips I will say for a young person is to purchase a a multifamily use or a multi use like a duplex. Uh, they live on one side and rent out the other side, so it's an investment property while they're paying their mortgage at the same time. And with the rent going up as high as it is right now, you're going to make more money off the rent than what you will actually have to pay for your mortgage. So you're going to make enough money to cover your mortgage as well as the property insurance as well too. So I know there's some uh, some people out here listening that that might specialize in credit repair or may um, uh, specialize in in, in um, this this area that we're talking about now. Hey, reach out to us. Send us an email. Leave leave a message in the 
in the comments um, so that we can we can get out, you know, get you onto the show. Um, um, you know, maybe you could share with the with the the rest of the audience about you know how to repair your credit, how to how to get yourself moving in in this direction. Because I know there's some people out there that you know it it sounds simple to drop five thousand dollars on a car or go and get a mortgage or whatever. But you know, there's other people out there that you, you're just starting off, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're young and you've never done these things before you know, before you get yourself into financial trouble, you may want to take a moment to really understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, Cause it may sound like a good idea, but it may not be the right time for you right now. You might need to, to, to work on some other things. You might need to put your energy somewhere else mm -hmm. and then, you know, build up a foundation build up even you know even your knowledge your 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 way of thinking um uh, your mindset uh there's a there's a gentleman on youtube um jasper singh he's mm -hmm. from he's from he's from uh the detroit area too if i'm i'm not mistaken like dearborn mm -hmm. area uh but uh, i i i came across jasper on youtube and um he talks a lot about you know, investing, real estate investing, particularly, but uh, he does invest in the stock market. Um, but the guy has a lot of great content and he talks a lot about, you know, improving your credit and that type of thing. Uh, Jasper Singh, his uh, company is Minority Mindset. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Okay. I think I actually uh, watched him before. Um, what he had uh he actually did something with earn with your earn at your leisure i believe probably it, it, yeah probably so probably so yeah yeah so so talk to us about you know so we got we got the ricky smith show up and going man so what's your vision for this for this podcast oh i'm glad that you asked that because um i really want to do have this as a, a a tool a platform to help other people you know it's not more so about myself or even you know use my partner it's about helping other people and i think that's ultimately where you know a true uh statement of you know your maturity in life and you know helping others versus worry about helping yourself because there's too many people out there right now that's worried about me 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 you know look how much money i got look at this look at that but how many people did you help? How many other people can say that they work with you or under you? You know, you got to look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a matter of helping people. It, it, it's not even a matter of just um, me helping people, but people helping, helping themselves, taking tips from us and the people that we bring on. And then another thing I want to do is highlight a lot of uh, people in our community because uh, there's so many negative images of uh you know, people in general. So I want to make sure that we have a positive image and showing all the positivity that's out there in the world. It's a lot of hardworking people out there. I would like to point or give credit to a lot of uh, prior service folks that I know that just like myself, very successful in the military and they made great uh, transitions into the civilian world as well. Hmm. So, you know, I, I want those people to get highlighted or get the opportunity 
to let their their light shine on. And actually, we want to have a a segment of our show uh, where we basically highlight their their uh, achievements and then follow up with them in the year, kind of like where are they now type of a situation to kind of help promote them as well as you know help just or help them bring or excuse me bring their story back and help other people. Like, hey, this is what I learned during this time frame. These are the steps I took from A to B. These are all the stumbling blocks I ran into. If you want to go this route, don't do this. Don't do X, Y, and Z. Do, you know, A, B, and C, you know. Just, uh, you know, some of the, somebody else can share their story and make them super. Because not everybody's going to want to do the same walk. Not everybody wants to do exactly what Ricky did. You know, not everybody wants to do exactly what Benny did. But we may find something for somebody that can motivate them later in life and, that, and that, that's a, a true a testament to guys like ourselves you know we've gotten up in age and we, we're now in the, the patriarch of our life now we're, we're the leaders of the, of the families as well as our community Benny you there? yeah I'm here it, yeah oh. it was a little static there I just I'm going to have to edit that out mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, so um yeah, so you know that that's one of the reasons why you know I wanted to 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 bring the Ricky Smith show out here to people and and from the perspective of uh Arden Stewart Productions. So um Arden Stewart Productions is focused upon um you know the focusing on the serving the greater good. So similar to what what you said, Ricky, um it is a bigger picture out here. Um, and it's not, it's not all about you, you know, mm-hmm. whoever you are, it's, it's not about you. And, uh, I'll say a lot of us, it takes us some time to realize that, you know, um, and, and I think once we do, you know, the, the world opens up to us and, you know, I think it's a great opportunity, uh, on behalf of the iron steward program to, uh, provide a platform for the Ricky Smith show and to, to get beneficial information out there to people. And so, um, in, in accordance with serving the greater good, uh, we are, you know, proud to, to have the Ricky Smith show a part of the, the Aaron Stewart, um, production family. So, um, is there anything else you would like to 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 add before we uh sign on off ricky oh no i thank you for the opportunity and uh help bring, bring myself to life and get me out there you know benny i'm gonna let y'all know benny been pushing me pushing me pushing me he's like ricky get out there you need to you need to do this man you need to do this man you know and uh i was you know hey, i'm far from shy but i was like no maybe i don't know you know i just didn't i didn't think because I, I wanted to kind of i'm more of a low-key guy but i was like somebody got to hear these things you know i can't just share with the same people that i talk to all the time i got to share this with some some other people out there there is somebody out there seeking some of the knowledge i may have it may not be all the knowledge that that they need but it may be some of the knowledge that may may help them get to the next point uh helps themselves improve helps the families improve and you know some great stuff going on out there in the world like like you just said uh, you know, once we all figure it out that, hey, we are in this together and we all have something to contribute and we can all share 
And it, it'll be a better place. It opens up everything for you. You know, when you stop being the gimme, 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 take, take, yeah. take person, it opens up everything. We're like, oh, I can help somebody. It feels good to help people. Absolutely. If anything, it was, that's the biggest thing. It feels great to help people. It doesn't have to always be about you. It feels great to help somebody else. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I guess that's that's going to be we're going to we're going to close on out and, okay. um, you know, want to thank you again for joining us with this particular episode. And we're looking forward to bringing you, uh, again, great content, content that you can use in your personal life and your professional life. We're trying to provide that holistic approach to professional development.